Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of 360 Conversations. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. I do not have my usual intro today because you are just experiencing me on the podcast. Uh, This is a solo podcast episode that has been brewing for a little while, um, and I thought it was high time to share it, bearing in mind the pandemic that is COVID-19 and the impact it is having on us from the inside out, really. It is Wednesday, the 18th of March, 2020, and I'm sharing the date because I think it's quite, I think it's quite significant, bearing in mind all that is going on. And if somebody were to listen to this in a hundred years time, they could look up what was going on in the UK, in the world on the 18th of March, 2020 and get a good idea. So this is a podcast I've had that brewing for a while and it seems really fitting to share it now as the whole world is on high alert with COVID-19. And I talk about ecosystems a lot. If you've been around me, if you've experienced me, if you've heard me talk about things, you will always hear me talk about ecosystems because we are our own ecosystem and then we have our family ecosystem and wider ecosystems in society. But also, this is a stark reminder that the world is an ecosystem. Our planet, our home, is one ecosystem, regardless of whatever borders, oceans, rivers, lakes, valleys, seas separate us, we are connected by the ecosystem. So yeah, this podcast is about presence with your present And I I emphasise those uh, specifically for a reason, because when you have presence in the moment, it is possible to take an aerial view that allows you to hold space for yourself and what you are experiencing without merging your experience with who you are. It's the difference between saying, for example, I'm anxious, which is a bit of an affirmation and makes you a victim of your anxiety, to, to saying... I am experiencing some anxiety about whatever the case may be. When this way of being is practiced, it has a significant impact on how you manage anxious feelings and how you manage or experience anxiety. In the case of COVID-19, this can help you differentiate between what you can and cannot control so that you can focus on what you can do instead of worrying about the things you really can't do anything about. This helps you remain in the present and in the now. And I know that control is a really big issue for a lot of us. We might not use the word control, but a lot of us really hold on really tightly to stuff whether the stuff is helpful or stuff that isn't helpful, but we really hold on to stuff as a means of control. And right now, we have control over ourselves, and that's about it. So women in my community, whether they are coaching clients, my membership members, or people that have connected with me via social media, tend to use the following words when I ask them about how they want to experience life. They say things like they want to experience life as calm, peaceful, loving, safe, spacious and abundant. Those words come up in almost all of those conversations and the words 
calm, peaceful, loving and safe come up in all of them. And I'm still amazed, yet not surprised, at the number of women that are able to identify feeling emotionally unsafe simply because I've held space for them to check in at a deeper level. We spend so much time busy doing whatever it is we're doing that we don't take time to check in and notice what's going on with us and often dictating how we live. It just goes to show how many of us are walking around feeling emotionally unsafe but not acknowledging it. And if you think about it, it's no wonder that we find it hard to thrive when we're living in a state when our physiology is focused on protecting us, surviving, because we feel emotionally unsafe on a subconscious level. Now, I don't know if you know, but our subconscious dictates or um, influences about 90 to 95% of what we do. About 5% to 10% of what we do comes from our conscious mind. So it's that whole difference between you know what to do, but you're not doing it. And I'm, I'm going to add also, because there's nuance in everything, nuance is key and king and queen. I am not amazed at the number of black women that feel emotionally unsafe. And I know that collectively black and brown people have additional layers of feeling emotionally unsafe due to racism. I also know this to be true for all marginalised people. And I will remind you that we cannot ignore the fact that regardless of what causes people to be marginalised, the intersection of race alongside the issue causing the marginalisation increases the marginalisation. Yes, I've said marginalised loads, but you get my drift. And if you don't, well, you need to check out the work of Nova Reed, and she was my last podcast guest, and I will link that podcast in the show notes. But anyway... Back to the topic at hand, being present or having presence with your present. Calm, safety and peace can be noticed and experienced when you have presence for your present. We spend so much time looking backwards through rose-tinted glasses or through the rose-tinted glasses of nostalgia or lamenting what was or facing the future with a sense of desperation and burdening it with desires or fears, which makes future, or makes a future that reflects our desires, this kind of far-off mystical unicorn-like place that we want, but don't think we'll get because we don't believe it's real. I'll say that again. When we burden the future with desperation of uh, the desperation we have for our desires or the desperation of our fears, we make the future some far-off mystical unicorn-like place that we want but don't think we'll get because we don't believe it's real. Head fuck, right? Understanding your past is essential, but we don't need to spend so much time turning over that soil, digging up the roots, making it barren and weakening the roots of our trees. Yes, have a plan for your future. We need direction. I don't know. Uh, I was on Facebook and this coaching person popped up and I heard the sentence, randomness creates mediocrity. So we do need direction as randomness, 
I'm, I'm rephrasing it to say randomness is a fast track to mediocrity and chaos. Having a clear sense of what we want in the future gives us purpose and something to work towards. But running off to the future and simultaneously judging that future by the actions we've taken in the past is not grounding or expansive. In fact, it makes you repel the abundance you're trying to create. So as I say that, I'm visualizing someone just running backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. Rather than running backwards and forwards, be still, be present and meet yourself where you are. I'm so curious about all these information and what are they called? not infomercials, infograms or whatever they're called, with all this information about hacks for being quarantined, hacks for working at home, hacks for having to spend time with your family. Now, don't get me wrong, families can be really irritating, but it just goes to show how obsessed we are with doing that we have forgotten that we are human beings. We don't leave space to be. When you're so busy running up and down between a past that you don't rate and using that to predict a future and run towards that future that you don't quite believe in, you make the future that you want seem bigger because you look at the future from the distance of your memory of the past and that past you hold over yourself like a shadow And then the future just seems even further away because you're judging it from a previous memory rather than from the the space you are actually in now. When you're so busy looking backwards and running forwards, you squeeze the life out of your present. You make the present smaller. You convince yourself that you're stuck. But let me tell you something. You are not stuck. You are oscillating between past regret and the future you keep chasing away, cramping the expanse of now. (coughs) Excuse me, that wasn't Corona. You can move with a certain level of ease when you are present because you're not running to and fro You're here and now and you can utilise this space to take one step at a time rather than worry about the steps you took before and the steps you want to take in the future. Think about it. One minute can feel like bloody ages. And when you focus, it can feel like well, it can, one minute can feel like bloody ages when you're focused on something, but equally it can feel like a second when you're in flow. The thing is, it's not about time per se. It's what you do with it that counts. Allow yourself to grow into the space of now and roll around a bit. Enjoy it. As Eckhart Tolle says, that's all we have now. And please note, all you future-focused people, well, we should all be future-focused, but not future-obsessed, that's it, future-obsessed, please note that your now is creating the future you lust after. So you need to give the present some more goddamn respect and value. 
But seriously, you need to give your present more respect and value because there is so much that can be done here if you take the time to notice and just give yourself the opportunity to be a human being. You're not a bloody human doing. We often ask ourselves in personal development worlds, self-help circles, whatever, we often ask, what would you say to your younger self or what advice would you give? I'm turning that around. I want to ask you, what would you want to say to your future self or how would you advise your future self based on how you live and how you experience life when you can focus on the here and now? Actually, hold on. I don't think that quite made sense. But what I'm saying is I want you to not be doing all of this looking backwards. What would you say or advise your younger self? What would you say to or how could you advise your your future self based on how you could live and experience life if you were focused on being present and holding space for your whole self now? Not just the part of you that you like to show off to the world, the whole of you, your entirety. What advice do you think your future self would need based on how you're actually living now as well. So two things. What do you think your future self would need to know here, whatever, based on if you were being present and giving yourself space in your present? And then also think about what advice what your future self will need to hear if you continue to squeeze the life out of your presence by focusing on your future or lamenting on the past. Being present, I have people um, People come to me and they say they don't know how to tune into their intuition or they don't trust it. Being present enables you to listen to your innate wisdom, your own inner guidance. It's there. You've just been conditioned not to trust it and not to listen to it. But it really is there and can provide you with so much guidance. The other weekend, I started I'm training to become an accredited somatic coach, which is all about uh, the best way I can describe it is speaking to your body and listening to the answers from your body. And in that in one weekend of the course, it's a four, five month, almost five month course. In that one weekend of the course, I was able to support my peers in the course to hold space for themselves and listen to the discomfort they were feeling and actually get some really beautiful, solid answers. And I was also able to do the same for myself. Absolutely magical stuff. We are very, very wise if we allow ourselves to be. Also, when we're in the moment and feeling what we feel and taking ownership of it, it means that we will feel the feelings that we usually run away from day to day. When you're in the moment holding space for those feelings, you put yourself in the position of being the owner of the feelings and you can gain a deeper understanding of what lies beneath those feelings, the feelings that you avoid, and you can see how those things can become crucial life guidance. When you are sidestepping, tiptoeing around, all that happens is all of those things you fail to acknowledge leak out and impact things elsewhere. When you run away from deep pain, you're also running away from deep joy. 
when you tell yourself you don't want to feel deep feelings, it doesn't discriminate. It's very inclusive. When you don't want to feel deep pain, you also shut yourself off from deep joy. I want you to really take that in. The more you run away from it, the more you're wearing yourself out. It's really, really important that we learn to hold space for those feelings that make us feel uncomfortable, make us feel discomfort. And know your feelings that you're not going to die. They're not going to kill you. But you will really um, um, inhibit, you will really limit the way you experience life if you do not hold space for them. Avoidance is actually abandonment. You are abandoning yourself. You work super hard to avoid your real feelings. So you abandon your real feelings whilst you chase moments that aren't real. You chase those moments that equal your outward expression. This leads to burnout and it takes its toll from your organs to your energy field and causes more damage than the big feelings you try to suppress. When you hear people talk about things like dis-ease, this is what they're talking about. Carl Jung said, no tree can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. And whilst I'm not suggesting that we need to visit hell or anything remotely like that, if hell even exists, I do want you to know, and I say no with confidence, you can only go as deep with anything as you have gone with yourself. You can do all the business coaches, um, coaching courses. You can do whatever personal development you want to do, but you will only ever go as deep as you have gone with yourself. Don't be frightened to feel, to be still and feel your feelings and allow them to flow. I will say again, you will not die. You might feel like it at the time, but you will not. And the peace you feel when you have allowed that to uh, flow and leave however it needs to leave. Gosh, I'm sharing a podcast in a couple of weeks uh, with Kat Moyle, who is an Amine body worker. And I attended a retreat um, last year where we did some really deep body work and being able to release some of the stuff I didn't even know I was carrying. Yes, at the time I thought, oh my goodness, I could literally die, but I didn't. And, excuse me, and I felt so much lighter and more peaceful after allowing that to flow. We can't have stagnant energy sitting around. It just builds up and mine built up and it lived in my sinus and my chest, impacting my lungs and my breathing. Um, also my immune system was severely compromised. It's getting better. It's not great, but it's getting better. I'm going to go to some other quotes, actually. Two of my favourite quotes of all time are by, um, the literary great Don Gorgon, Zora Neale Hurston, where she said, um, this one is from her great book that I suggest you all read at some point in time. Quarantine lockdown is a good time if Amazon are delivering or whoever you audio books from. Hashtag, not an ad. Um, so Zora Neale Hurston, in her book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, there's a quote in that book where it says, she stood there until something fell off the shelf inside her. 
And then another one of her quotes is, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. So at a time when the world seems like it's about to be closed and we are forced or faced, forced, faced, with spending significant periods of time alone or with family members or with whomever, learning how to be present is crucial. This current climate is the perfect combination of shitstorm for us to be irritable, judgmental and impatient with those closest to us. And I know because I've been experiencing that already, but couldn't quite work out what was going on. Being present with ourselves increases our self-awareness. So thankfully, I caught myself because I am very self-aware, even though sometimes it takes a little while to kick in. And it can and it helped me to take responsibility. So self-awareness, being present with yourself and being self-aware helps you take responsibility rather than project and gaslight. Now, I know that sounds abrasive and it can be triggering for some, but I hold space for difficult conversations. I do not do skating around the surface. So, for example, if you are in a a romantic partnership and you have done done a lot of personal development work and your other half hasn't, this is a point in time when you can be super judgmental of that person and have expectations that they don't even bloody well know about and then start projecting and gaslighting all over the place. It really does happen. So I want you to really lean into just being still, being present with your present or being having presence with your present. I can't even bloody keep up with myself. And take time to slow down. Yes, many of us will be working from home. We don't have a situation where we'll just lock off from work like that. I work from home anyway, so I'm just like, what's a quarantine? I've just, you know, got more people around. But really take some time to explore the things you run away from. So I will end with the two quotes from Zora Neale Hurston and add a question for you to explore in your journal. So, she stood there until something fell off the shelf inside her. Question, what is hanging off the shelf inside you waiting for your attention? Next quote, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. What is the question or answer you are avoiding in your present? Or you could frame it as, what is the question or answer you are avoiding by running away from your present? Okay, my loves. Oh, 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 actually, before I go, before I go, from the 30th of March to the 3rd of April. So for five days, I'm going to be running a free group coaching experience called Unlock Your Joy. I'm not going to talk about it too much here, but it is literally about unlocking your joy. It is for people that know what to do, but can't seem to do it. It is for people that have big dreams, but feel like they never have time to explore them. And for people that are feeling stuck and want to explore what that stuckness is all about. Yes, they are all related. um, And I'm going to be talking about that and addressing that within the coaching experience. In the show notes, I will add a link 
for you to subscribe to the mailing list if you would like to know more about it and join in. It will be hosted in a Facebook group and then I'll have another site to hold um, to host um, some information so you can find it really easily. It's going to be a very deep and transformative week. It's not about information transfer. It's about deep coaching. I'm going to be doing lots of live coaching um, and it will be an experience for you to travel deeper into your center so that you can start to embrace your full 360 degrees. Okay, my loves, that is it for now. Take care. Take damn good care. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon podcast produced by me Tammy Thomas podcast music produced by James Anderson take care